0: Welcome to episode 135 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is Lauren Lee. Lauren is a technical product manager at GoDaddy, where she gets to evangelize a platform team that optimizes the engineering process for developers. Lauren helps teams to adopt a framework that makes prioritizing machine learning, experimentation, personalization, and mobile-first development simple. So Lauren, can I ask you to expand on that intro and tell us a little bit more about yourself?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Some brief background on me is that I was a teacher for seven years before I ultimately decided to take the leap and quit my job and attend eventually a, a program called Ada Developers Academy, which is a tuition-free year-long program that trains women and gender diverse folk to code in Seattle. And I then went on to become a software engineer at Amazon, but Like you said, I recently transitioned to a technical product management role, and I get to work with engineers and designers and marketers and also our end user and customers to create essentially great products. And I love it so much because I get to act as, I guess, a bridge, if you will, between different silos to help teams achieve their goals.
0: Sure. So obviously, GoDaddy is a well known brand. Um, You can't really go anywhere on the internet without noticing GoDaddy out there. So how did you manage to end up working for them?
1: So they are a sponsor company for Ada Developers Academy. And so that means that they take on interns during that portion of the program. And they did an incredible job uh, hosting a few of my cohort friends, essentially. And created a positive work environment for them. And so when it was time for me to begin looking for a next place, I chose to interview with them based on that positive word of mouth about culture, community, uh, and valuing women in the space.
0: Okay. And did you know much about GoDaddy? Obviously, as I said just now, they're obviously very well known on the internet, but did you know much about the company before you joined them?
1: for sure. I knew a bit um, and really only thought much about domains or hosting. And I've come to learn that they do so much more. And I'm on kind of a website building side of things. And so, yeah, it's, uh, it's really about helping small business owners. And I really love that part.
0: So Lauren, can you perhaps share a career tip with the IT Career Energizer audience, perhaps one they don't know and should?
1: It turns out that an area of expertise for me that's become incredibly important in my new career in tech is uh, about the power of communication. You know, when I was a teacher, I worked with and coached students to express their thoughts and their ideas through written and verbal form and also to be excited and find joy in communicating well. In my day-to-day life now as a TPM, I get to do something similar, you know, where I support partnered developers by providing them with architectural and essentially technical guidance. So I I, I suppose though that connectedly my my unique tip is to encourage us all to practice empathy. As a educator and someone who struggled with learning as a kid myself, I've come to understand that people learn and communicate in a myriad of ways and that there's so much value in thinking about problems from creative and new perspectives. So for example, any goal or team, a company or a goal, a team or a company might have, we must genuinely hear each other's perspectives. You know, we have to put ourselves in the shoes of others and our users and connect with how they might be feeling about their problem or their circumstance or their situation. And I just really think that having empathy with the target customer allows us to identify the right solution to their problem. And perhaps more importantly, have em- having empathy for our teammates, those people that we spend day in, day out with allows us to have establish a strong foundation for effective teamwork.
0: Sure. So obviously, empathy is something that develops over time. So um, in your own skill set, but also by the fact that you are with the same people over a period of time, that empathy increases or grows. Is that something you found that has developed as you've been in your new role?
1: Absolutely. It's pausing to understand what the customer is really needing, and not assuming that you know. And so it's a practice that I think we have to think about consciously every single day when we come into the job and writing code.
0: Yep. Okay. Um, So Lauren, can you perhaps tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience?
1: The first thing that comes to mind for me is the moment that a single tear streamed down my face during a whiteboarding interview.
0: Oh, right. <laughs>
1: Just like full cry. I, um, I did eventually get the job, but it was like the most humbling moment in my life. I think the lesson on that, right, is that beyond the fact that interviewing can be super rough, you know, we do know that some companies are beginning to search for and implement alternatives to what can feel like this archaic practice of whiteboarding because it can be such a blocker and keep those without traditional paths into tech out of the industry but you know so many still do so from that experience when it comes to whiteboarding and beyond i've learned to remind myself that you know you are not your code and whatever solution you may come to regardless if it's strong or it does not define you as an individual meaning, or I think for me it's important to think about like you are so much more than the person the interviewer sees for that hour in front of the whiteboard. It's not natural to stand in front of a stranger and verbalize the best technique or, you know, the most optimal way to traverse a tree. And you could totally <laughs> flop or you could freeze up, you could faint. I've heard of people fainting in whiteboard interviews, but that like doesn't also necessarily mean that you aren't going to be a good fit for that job or their team. And it's certainly certainly doesn't mean that you're not a good developer, nor is it a reflection of your intelligence. I try to remind myself and those that I mentor whenever going up to a whiteboard, I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen, right? Like beyond not answering correctly, crying was pretty high up there. And I did, and I survived. And I just, there's so much power and positivity and as terrified as you might be, I promise you'll survive. And like, hopefully you'll be able to laugh about it when you come on outside through it. So yeah
0: yeah I think it's probably something we don't necessarily cover too much on the podcast actually is the the interview process in particular or you know just job seeking generally and and the stress that can be around it. and I think part of it is is that you create this stress yourself by probably putting too much expectation on yourself rather than than taking it as a one instance event that's gonna happen and you may never see the people you who interview you ever again. It's it's <laughs> so why should you be too worried about it? It's all to do with the way you think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's this feeling of like that self-worth based on the result that or the solution you come up with. Like we have to differentiate those two things and separate them from one another.
0: Okay. So moving away from your worst moment, can you maybe tell us about your career highlight or greatest success?
1: the first thing that comes to mind is because it was such a competitive process was actually my acceptance into Ada Developers Academy. Another one that comes is, you know, just remembering going back to that first moment um, of feeling really, really stoked when I pushed a feature into production after designing it from scratch, you know, because there's really nothing better after working with designers and partners and different teams. And my gosh, all of the failures and bugs that go into it and the tests. It's just such a great sense of ownership to be able to see something all the way through like that. But maybe more specifically, I think those are just kind of vague things. I think for me, really, speaking at technical conferences has become a passion and genuinely the, one of the biggest career highlight for me. I started out small and presented at local meetups, but eventually I've graduated to larger conferences and I've really enjoyed that you know, I think it's like really neat that conferences offer that opportunity to bring many individuals all together to participate in collaborative learning and foster a greater sense of communities across the globe. And yeah, I, I guess I've just loved discovering ways to engage with and help grow larger technical communities as a presenter. I've also really enjoyed getting to teach and learn from so many different people and styles of learners, and just incredibly rewarding to create workshops and teach people to solve different problems. So It's definitely become a great way to blend my past, I guess, as a teacher with my new technical skills, if you will.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're you're obviously relatively early in your career, and you've obviously got into the speaking uh, conferences already. How did you go about doing that?
1: My first conference that I attended as an attendee was RubyConf. I went while I was a student at Ada Developers Academy and was an Opportunity Scholar. I I was a student. They said, hey, why don't you come? We'll support you into this community. We'll give you a mentor while you're there. And I was exposed to an incredible group of people. And so I loved it and was hooked. And then I just chose to put myself out there and become vulnerable and start submitting CFPs. Even as a student and as an intern at Amazon, I just was throwing things at the wall and seeing what would stick. (laughs)
0: Right. Okay. So Lauren, what excites you about the future of IT and careers in IT in particular?
1: What excites me is the industry in general. I think, you know, while it hasn't always been the case, I truly, truly believe that the space for women is growing and that there is room for all of us at the top in this industry. As in, you know, we don't have to beat each other out for jobs. I really believe in advocating for, community over competition and finding ways to support one another in our search for companies and positions that value diversity and progress. Because I learned to code in a really unique setting within the walls of Ada we were and because we were all career changers and new to the industry, we felt safe to fail in front of one another and and learn from each of those failures. But we knew that the industry wasn't going to be so forgiving and that it remains male dominated and it can Times feel intolerant of those that are different. And so it was a super integral part of uh, our curriculum to spend time discussing topics, you know, such as how to identify allies and mentors, how to ask the right questions in interviews, how to identify teams that value diversity or recognize a manager that sees your prior life experiences and non-traditional path to tech as a benefit and not a detractor. And lastly, you know, what to do when you find yourself on a toxic team, it excites me because all of us that are in the industry now have the responsibility and opportunity if you will to be mentors and allies and advocates to continue to create space for more to join in our wake. You know, we've got to do our part, right? To help those that are still learning and growing to by making the industry as positive and inclusive as possible.
0: It seems that the uh the industry is maturing in that way and, mm-hmm. and there seem to be more and more opportunities out there.
1: Right. And it, that's the thing. It's like it's incredible that Ada is isn't alone in its mission right there are awesome programs like there's chick tech there's girls who code they're all equipping young women with opportunities to gain exposure to tech in general uh, and it's not just women and diverse or gender diverse folk, right it's um it, one of my favorite organizations is called on loop it's here in seattle and they work to enable people who've been in prison to succeed in careers in tech so yep yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm pretty optimistic that like, I believe the future of tech, it's in general, it's hopeful, it's positive. It's an exciting one.
0: Yes. Okay. We're going to go into the reveal round. Now we're going to find a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Sure. <laughs> so what first attracted you to a career in IT?
1: I had been wanting a change in my final year of teaching. I, gosh, I was just like, so much more excited about the summer than i was about grading say another essay on the journey hero's <laughs> journey in the odyssey uh, i um, my students deserved i knew they deserved better than that and so i was also super aware that the industry you know had this major gender gap and felt that i had an opportunity to make my students proud of me and they witnessed me taking that risk and so i switched careers and in what felt sort of like a late in life thing for me and they saw me being vulnerable as I decided to take that step into something that seemed so far from what I had previously done and defined in my life as possible. So honestly, though, I think why IT itself was I was really ready to return to learning and to enter an industry that would encourage me to never drop that identity of student. And I guess I'm sort of obsessed with becoming and being identifying as a forever learner. And it felt like the industry that would never let me get bored or complacent. So I felt really excited about that.
0: Yeah. I think you've picked an industry where you need to be a a continuous learner. Definitely. Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm.
0: What is the best career advice you've ever received?
1: Sometimes you've got to walk away from the bug in your code or whatever the problem, you know, you've got, if we're blocked, if you're feeling frustrated, you can't seem to tackle something, like just walk away, go for a run, make a snack, move your body dance, right? You allow yourself to approach the problem from a new and maybe a creative different place because it sucks feeling blocked. Uh, And it can suddenly feel as though you're like the dumbest person in the world because it seems like everyone else can do it. And you're the only one that can't, which can make for such an isolating feeling. Imposter syndrome creeps in, self-doubt can plague you, and you're paralyzed, right? Uh, But you've got to try with everything you have to keep the self-deprecation at bay. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I get it, right? Like nothing good though comes from beating yourself up for not knowing how to fetch the data from the particularly complicated API. You do, I think, however, have to believe that you have the tools to figure it out at least. You may not know how to do it at this very, you know, exact moment, but it, you will eventually be able to get there. And I think that's what counts. And We have to be able to spin it, to lean into and embrace our failures and confusions and treat them as learning opportunities and I guess opportunities to grow.
0: Yep. That's again, that's mindset related in my view as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. That growth mindset for sure.
0: If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do?
1: Some people would probably say, you know, I wish I started earlier. I wish I had studied computer science in college but i i really honestly I'm choosing to not look at my prior career as a disadvantage or a detriment you know in, in grad school i studied something so far from web developer or it or anything related to that i was studying sociological gendered play patterns of four year olds right. so ridiculous now but like i i am making this choice to like absolutely 100% believe that there is tremendous value and you know diversity of thought and to know that that's something you're bringing to the table for a company. It definitely becomes important to identify places that and companies that agree with me when I say that, though, or else it's not going to be a good fit. But you know, ultimately, I believe that career changers bring different and important assets to the table and can even help those who come from a more traditional computer science background to approach problem solving in a nuanced or maybe innovative way. Yeah. So I'm sticking with the way I, I did it. And I'm trying to be adamant in that i think
0: okay fine (laughs) what career objectives are you currently focusing on
1: well okay so uh let's see it's february but my new year's resolution was to focus on creation over consumption so as in playing and learning and prototyping projects more and trying to do that more as opposed to just scrolling endlessly through twitter and reddit and beating myself up over the fact that there's a thousand and one different things i don't know because i mean there's just right there's like a certain value i get it in checking hacker news and like staying up to date on trends in tech but i too often found myself feeling stunted by the fact that there's so much to learn there's too little time in the day so, just being selective and purposeful in how I spend my time and uh, what I'm leaning or learning and creating, and also not comparing myself to others in the industry. So, trying to practice that.
0: <laughs> and what's the number one non technical skill that has helped you in your career so far?
1: Uh, I, I think actually what we talked about a bit before with growth mindset, you know, there's um, being so new to the industry, as you said, I'm not intimidated by not knowing everything. I, I'm not. I've never allowed myself to be paralyzed by what I don't know. I figure out what I don't know and I dive into it and try to learn new things and feel, I think there's really no ego in it. Like, I'm not afraid to be like, I don't get that. Can you explain that to me? And so there's just so many unknowns out there. And I just think it's a non-technical skill to employ that growth mindset and consider all of the countless things that I don't know, not as like barriers or blockers, but just like lessons I haven't learned yet. And that can feel really empowering.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think the other thing to remember as well is that everybody was in that position at one point. So mm, there will be yes. a point where everybody didn't know. So, <laughs> yes, right. it shouldn't be intimidating.
1: It really ties us back to that like empathy thing, too, to like yes. feel willing to hear that from each other.
0: Um, Lauren, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT career energizer audience?
1: Absolutely. Um, I guess I, I'll split it up into two for those that are new to the industry. I absolutely think you've got to attend meetups about things that you don't know or understand, like lean into all the things that are new, um, ask people to be your mentor and just like stay as curious as you possibly can. And then for those that have been in the industry for a long time, I guess it's, there's just to remember that there's so much power in volunteering and being a mentor. And I think that we can all be a part of diversifying this space and providing for opportunities to women and people of color.
0: And Lauren, finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's see. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Medium. I write a lot, a bit, uh, and it's all at Lolo Coding.
0: Lauren, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you.
1: Thanks for having me, Phil.
0: A quick thank you again to my guest on today's show for sharing their career tips, advice, and experiences. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com e, and then the number of today's episode. Now that there are three new episodes of the show every week, make sure that you're subscribed to the show so you don't miss out. And don't forget to join the new IT Career Energizer community group in Facebook. If you're enjoying the podcast, it would be great to hear from you and to learn about your own career journey, your successes, opinions, and thoughts on the future of the industry. Thanks for supporting the show. And remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.